Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Neil and Jordan podcast, a podcast where two comedians talk like experts on subjects they are not experts on. Um, I'm Neil. I hope you're doing okay in lockdown. Joined by Jordan. He's just gotten out of the shower. He's going for the wet look. Mm-hmm. He's back to his modeling days. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why that was in for a while. I'm glad it's gone. Look at it. It's fucked. Towel dried. Mm. What's the Do deal you use with a hair dryer, Neil? No, I don't use a hair dryer. Um, yeah. Even when I had long long hair, I never used it. What was the deal with wet look hair? You know, you know how they sold gel um, at hairdressers that gave you the wet look. Yeah. Was it a surfy thing? Well, they thing? still sell it now. It's just a supermarket look because it's not high end anymore. Hmm. Is it just? That's- Straight out of the surf kind of thing, or just the guy who, you know, his hair can't be tamed. Why would you want to have wet hair? I mean, that just implies that you don't have a towel. It's chat. I've never seen any woman look less attractive when they're just out of the shower. I prefer them first thing in the morning to that. I really hate the wet look of the wet hair. It's like, you know, it's really strange. I know it's the cleanest moment of your life, but it makes your hair look dirty. Yeah, because it looks like you've come out of a river or something. Yeah. (laughs) It does. I've been trying to get into hair product. I can't find any that are good. I tried the bloody sea salt one. That's terrible. I'm up to Matt. What are you looking for? Gel or, or wax or what do, you, what do you need? You know what I actually ironically think makes you look better? Kind of like a dry, messy look. That's what I'm going for. The exact opposite of coming out of the shower. I ironically think dry, that when your hair looks a little dirty, it looks better. Are you talking dirty or messy? Frazzled kind of hair? Like a Boris Johnson haircut going? That's so frazzled. Can't there be oh, a lack of in between Chow and Boris Johnson? <laughs> man, what's with that guy's hair? You'd think the 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 most powerful man in in Britain could at least afford a comb. I don't know what the deal is with that. In fact, I'm just going to have a little quick look at him for a second. Yeah, it's permanently fucked. There's not one where he looks normal. Mm. How can you be prime I love minister that he's and this... look like that? It's like he looks like a he's considered this peasant in Britain. He's he's the strong man of the UK. He's people will tout him as the as the Trump of the UK. Yet he's got horrific posture and no grooming capabilities whatsoever. Having said that, I'm pretty sure he left his uh, wife for a much younger woman. I mean, really? I don't know if that's a strong man thing, but that's that's something <laughs> yeah, men, men of that ilk would do. Yeah, yeah. His uh, his ex wife really hates him and his kids. I think I think he's he's done a bit of a Barnaby Joyce, but in a much more British gracious way. So his current think, wife looks like she's in her mid to late thirties. Is that about right? I don't, I don't actually know what his uh what his wife looks like, but I know she. She just got pregnant, I think. So, 
And you know what else is amazing? He's, he's still, a good he's still fertile. He does look quite a lot like uh, Barnaby Joyce's second wife. What's the deal with that guy? Is he like a? Uh, is he one of those? What's that Christian cult where they have like six wives? Mormon Islam. Yeah, uh, Mormon. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck boy. Um, does Bar- yeah, did Barnaby damn. actually marry that that, that woman that he had sure. the um, hmm? affair with? Who had an affair with what? Did now? Barnaby marry the woman that he had the affair with? You know how you know Barnaby what? Joyce had had an affair, and it was. Well, yeah, but like, yeah. Uh, he's had numerous. The one that he got caught with, allegedly, the one that he got caught with, I'm pretty sure he did. I actually remember reading that during the election campaign, how insane is this? His daughters were running around on the street yelling, don't, mar- don't vote for my wife, uh, don't vote for my dad, He's ruined our lives. He's cheating on our wife in the middle of Tamworth or wherever he is. So he's <sighs> like, uh, th- this was during the election that that happened. That it was, uh, but it didn't come out until after the election, I think. So, like, he's, if that's the case, if that's your kids, I don't think reconciliation is happening. Maybe you should just start a new family. That's uh, that's the end of that, yeah, right? There's no, there's no coming back from that. I don't think so. I don't think Ooh. so. They're trying to destroy your life, but also, don't you reckon in an insane way? I've never been reduced to the point that I start yelling things on the street, and I'm close to that anyway. But I'm the digital version of that. But even I look at that and think that's nuts. Yeah, that's really taking things to a to another level. Yeah. That's just like, it's not even, it's like reverse daddy issues because daddy issues is like, oh, I could never get enough attention from my dad and I really want that. Whereas this is like, no, fuck that guy. We want yeah. him to suffer. Yeah. It's not daddy issues. It's I have no father. Oof. And and then he, you're not even a deadbeat dad in that scenario. A deadbeat dad is someone who is divorced but probably didn't even want to be divorced and it's just you know once a week oh you want to take me back whereas <laughs> this is this is this is a very unique situation i don't know what you'd call this it's not it's not dead deadbeat dad it's just it's hard to be a deadbeat and be the deputy prime minister yeah yeah there's quite a few how many like broken marriages are in um australian parliament because I know with uh with the uh, media and especially Hollywood, I mean, the rare case of people who've actually stayed together for more than ten years is it is it similar like that in um Australian Parliament? Oh yeah, it's a taxing job. I think it's for the same thing of any high flying relationship. Don't you think the strain comes from the constant strain? You're never together. I reckon that's why most of them disintegrate. Mm. But also, I was thinking about this. If you're a celebrity, who are you supposed to marry? You can't marry an electrician. You you just 
you marry another celebrity, right? But it's someone in your strata of society. Have you ever heard of the story of that girl from Scary Movie 3? All the scary movies. And she was dating some guy that's an A-lister now, who I can't even remember his name, but he's a big deal in Hollywood. How weird is that mm. that I know the girl from Scary Movie more? But she was dating that guy. And then he <laughs> blew up while they were married. And then he saw Julia Roberts on camera flirting with her husband. And she realized, nah, this is over. I can't compete. I'm never getting into that rung of Hollywood. That is a brutal realization. And I think that, that just must happen in a celebrity relationship. Oh. Don't you think that they would be constantly measuring each other of, nah, I got invited to Obama's party. I, I can't be seen with you. Oh, so is that, oh, you're only a state member. I can't be with you. I'm federal. But they never. Damn, I don't know if actually, politicians marry each other. Didn't didn't um Albo just get divorced a year or two ago, or, or yeah. relatively recently too? And and she was she was actually a New South Wales member of Parliament, right? Was she? I didn't know that. Was I, she at the time? I don't know if I'm. I don't. Uh, maybe I'm getting this. I, I don't know where I heard that. Um, for some reason, I think that. By the way, that that reminds me. I do have to. Uh, I have to retract something I said. And I think two or three podcasts ago, um, I sincerely apologise to all the hip hop fans. The Massacre by Fifty Cent is not the third best selling album of all time. Um, repeating <laughs> that, I realise how stupid that sounds. I don't know <laughs> where I got that from. <laughs> I just... <laughs> Do you mean it just made it to number three? (laughs) That's what I thought. (laughs) I I don't know where I got that from now, but it's not even close. (laughs) Not even close. I think I just wanted to believe it was true. Huh? (laughs) I just wanted to believe it was true, I think. I think it's just projection. But um, no, it's not the third (laughs) best-selling album of all time. Um, I sincerely apologize for that. I always say, you know, I'll apologize if I get something... Uh, factually incorrect, not if I hurt someone's feelings, and that one is a, is a very incorrect statement. So <laughs> you can cancel me for that. How selling? Like, did it just scrape a million? I don't know. Let's look. Let me actually yeah, look actually, on the deal. computer let's, now let's, so we can... Let's go through this. What do you think would be in the top 10 best-selling albums of all time? Give me some names of some all bands. Right. Okay, Thriller by Michael Jackson should, would surely be number one. Yeah. Um, Metall- I reckon Metallica will be up there. Um, mm, probably good... the Rolling Stones, the Beatles. Um, I'm going to go with those those four or five. You know what? Or ma- ABBA, maybe ABBA. Everything you said kind of scrapes the 30 to 39 million, the ones that have, the, the, the real champions, the ones that have gone to 40 million or more. All right, I'm in the. These I'm in the ones list are these right ones are now. actually a lot more surprising than you would think. The ones that you said, they're <laughs> all in the rung just below that, and then the one. Well, there's some in there. Your Pink Floyd's, uh, ACDC, Michael Jackson. But dude, Aussie, Aussie. think about this. Think about this. Meatloaf. What the fuck is he doing up there? He is the Jesus. third biggest seller of all time. He is fifty cents. Why? That's such yeah, a good question. <laughs> where did I, I get, barely know where the hell is. did I get that from? Huh? 
I th- I think I think it must have been the most streamed or the most downloaded album or something like that. I just, I have no idea where I got that from. That's uh, that's a big error. And in this streamed. entire two years of doing this podcast, that's the, that's the worst thing I've ever said. Let me see if Fifty Cent is even in the top fifty. Nah, he's not. <laughs> he's nowhere to be seen. He's not even there. Green Day's Jeez. higher than he is. Hey, who's the absolute bottest? Uh, Andrea oh. Bocelli, don't even know who that is. Who just scrapes it at the bottom? At the top, you have me, you have Michael Jackson, then you have ACDC, which, wow, how proud are you to be Australian? Isn't that yeah. sick that we lay claim to number two? We got the silver medal. And that means because they're two years before uh, Michael Jackson's Thriller, so that means for a while, unless they sold um, an insane amount of copies you know, after Thriller, but they were probably number one there for a while. And Bee Gees, they're up there. They're in the top 10. But that's, I'm so, surprised by that. Are you? Yeah. I mean, I knew they were all big bands, but I didn't think they'd be in the top 10 best-selling albums of all time. But there you go. I suppose if you look at this, if you look at what these artists are, it's kind of a bit of a, the only one you would be surprised to hear in Coles is ACDC. I think that might be a really good mark. If you <laughs> hear a band in a supermarket, it must be such a safe pick. It's got to be something that everyone, there's only thing if you hear like, hey, teacher, leave our kids alone. You're not going to be pissed off. You know, you're just going <laughs> to Who are they again? They're oh, that's Pink Floyd, right? Pink Floyd. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hotel California. Ooh. I suppose. Look, if I hear BGS, I'm not going to be pissed off. I'm going to laugh, but I'm not going to be angry. Yeah, they got that really high voice, don't they? They were the original Soy Boy. That was when Soy Boys were actually sexy. Because it was so. That was, that was a very soy singing voice. Don't you think that it was because back then, if you were a soy boy, that meant that you were really removed from society. It's like that theory in pickup that if you are able to walk around with a ridiculous haircut like cornrows or something, it either suggests that you're at the bottom of society or you're at the very top because (laughs) you can afford to walk around with cornrows. Like no one in (laughs) HR is wearing that. I love the idea of like a te- a tech billionaire with cornrows. Yeah, but <laughs> <laughs> but I can I mean, so look, see it. The, hmm? They do wear a lot of uh, they wear uh, minimalist clothing because tech tech billionaires. I mean, if you, if you if you didn't know who Elon Musk was and you saw him on the street, you'd just think he's like an accountant or something. But yeah, no, he's one sure. of the richest men in the world. Hmm. They all look boring, don't they? Who's an interesting-looking billionaire that kind of dresses pimp? I can't think of any of the top of my head. um, I think maybe the the richest person that's interesting and dresses interesting might be Lady Gaga. It might be that much of a jump. I mean, is she a billionaire? No, she's not even close. Maybe just? So it's like, I I just can't imagine anybody who is... 
that high up. I think because they're all nerds and they can't even be bothered. They have that Einstein thing. They can't be bothered to think about what they're wearing, so they have one set of clothes. That's my theory anyway. I've got mm. nothing to back it up, but it just really seems like they're kind of – they all seem to be of that kind of person that can't really be fucked to live in the the real world realm. Like they don't think about what they look like for – like, okay, if there's one thing I can guarantee, don't you reckon – if you look at Bill Gates, there's one thing that you know about it. It's that guy does not look at himself in the mirror. Like that guy does not give a shit what he looks like. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't have time. He's he's too busy on um Epstein's island, so Yeah. He doesn't prob- need probably he doesn't that's need to look good. That's the deal, isn't it? I, I don't know. I, that's, I told you my theory about Epstein's, didn't I? No, I, I mean, I don't think so, but remind me in case you did. Well, it wasn't actually my theory, obviously, because, look, I, I haven't – I don't have access to private investigators, but I just heard someone who knows someone who said that the whole point of Epstein's island – was to try and get funding to Israel by entrapping the world's oh, yeah. most powerful people there and making them have sex with someone that looks like they're overage. And then they look at that, show them their birth certificate and say, no, nah, you fucked up. You better sign that contract. Yeah, that's right. You did tell me that. Um, and I saw it on a, a Kim Iverson video. She's saying she thought. Um, Jeffrey Epstein was just a plant. It's just one of the YouTubers, political YouTubers out there. Um, she said she thought he was a plant for uh, the Israeli government. It makes sense. Who knows? Will Jelaine uh, say anything? Probably not. I'm surprised she's alive. But um, <laughs> <laughs> how are you finding? How are you finding uh, lockdown? Because I have found a lot of my um, friends, a lot of the people who have not lost their job but have had to pause their work, are struggling to maintain a routine. And I thought, I don't think we'll take up a whole podcast talking about this, but um, you and I have had to develop our own routines for a lengthy period of time now. What advice would you have for people trying to get into a consistent routine? Well, let me just ask you a question first. Were these people that worked in offices mm. before uh, the great? Some were, uh, and some were <laughs> before the yeah before five G is taking over us all. Um, yeah. uh, some were, some weren't. Some worked blue collar, some worked white collar, but they still had a you have to be here at this time job. Yeah, 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 yeah. they all had that. Isn't it incredible that we, for maybe 10 years of our lives now, have sort of lived how nomads lived before time was invented? Very, very rarely in the last 10 years have I had the before you have time to be was here invented. now. It shows. That's it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like how often Same. did you have and to be And I think that's somewhere? why we've actually... Exactly. So we've actually developed strategies to employ. I mean, it's taken a lot of, quite a few years to actually perfect that in 
In fact, True. right now, because of lockdown, I'm actually in the best routine I've ever been in my life because it's not being thrown off by doing a late night show um, and then invariably sleeping in. Uh, so I think the first thing is actually getting into a good sleep routine because what generally happens, and this is this is clearly evident in the communication patterns of the friends that I'm talking to, is that one night you might stay up late watching the Olympics or Pornhub or whatever it is that you're doing. Mm. And because you don't have to be anywhere the next day, you think, oh, cool, I'll just sleep in till 10. No big deal. The problem is uh, if, you've, if you've had at least eight hours of sleep up to 10, then it's quite likely you won't be able to sleep at the same time the next night um, unless you've done a crazy amount of exercise. At least this is my experience. So then you get into a pattern where you're just kind of sleep, waking up at 10 every day, and then eventually something else happens where you stay up late, it goes to midday, it goes to 2 p.m., goes to 3 p.m., just, then before you know it, it just becomes a mess. Um, so sleeping patterns are, are so important. And good tips are just going for a walk, but going for a walk in the morning. Uh, your body just has natural circadian rhythms and um as soon as it feels some sort of sun that triggers an internal daytime mechanism i don't know the science behind it all i know is, is that, that why if you go you for a walk well you don't know the, morning, the science huh i don't really know the science i've i've heard some of that i think again i i, I don't have a good track record in the last few uh podcasts so i'm not willing to uh you know stick my neck out but um definitely going for a walk in the morning and then setting an alarm for whatever time you want to wake up and then just being disciplined and, and sticking to that. Even if you don't have to get anywhere, you have to just, whenever the alarm goes off, even if you've had four or five hours sleep, you just have to cop it that day because otherwise um, you'll just ruin the whole routine. So it's, it's discipline. It's uh, a morning walk. And then it's just at least 30 minutes of pretty rigorous exercise throughout the day that will tire you out and no phone before you go to bed. Those three tips. Um, I live by those. Phone's they will, the they will improve your, yeah. Phone before bed is, is, is the killer. Um, if, if anything, try not to look at your phone in the first two hours you wake up as well. I've been, I've been keeping it off till about midday. Uh, it's been great. It's a good Mornings feeling. It's been it? very peaceful. Oh yeah. Very tranquil. What um? What sort of well, a sleeping so pattern true. are you You're in the at the only moment? man I know that has knows and appreciates the struggle of trying to discipline yourself when there is no boss in front of you, just being like, "When's that report going? Which which should be done by Friday?" Mm. Don't understand yes, how much time, and now the whole world understands. It's 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 harder than you actually think, as uh, sooky as that sounds. But what's your um? sleeping pattern like at the moment are you because sometimes i know you're an early riser when i stayed with you in lithgow you were up pretty early uh but now you're well we're recording this at 10 30. what's your usual sleeping pattern right now i would say that i go to bed normally at 12. and okay. then i'm up at eight I'm usually going Solid for that, hours. but I am very jealous of the fact that you are almost at the stage, Neil, where when the sun goes down, you're asleep. 
that's where you want to go. No, I'm not, not in winter. No, I'm not in bed at Yeah, you're not at 5.30. <laughs> not, not, not yet. I'm not a farmer. No, I don't know how farmers do it. They wake up at like 4.30 and then they still sleep at 10.30. They're crazy. but Because um, they've got no choice, I suppose. It's all about economic utility. When it comes to us, <laughs> there's no real... There's. It's so strange. It's kind of just like there's so much pressure on you to make it, and then when you do make it, there's just no pressure for the rest of your life. You really just fucking do the bare minimum and just keep the wheels turning. But I suppose... Damn, you're not wrong. If I was telling anybody about getting into a routine, I would say that ex- intertwining exercise in your day is the best possible thing you can do. Revolutionizes your life. I don't even know if this is the most effective way to train. I'm sure Spanion would have a heart attack if I told him this, but might be because of the roids that he does. But this might just add to it, which is that I think that if you do little woman workouts that are normally sponsored by Target every hour for 10 minutes, you are constantly <laughs> waking yourself up. You're... It, I, it's made me so much more focused. I can't explain the difference. There's there's a few moments in my life that have really revolutionized my efficiency. One of them was the morning walk. I'm really glad that mm. you brought that one up. The days that you don't do that, you can feel it. Um, the other one... I would say is just having like green energy drinks. That's really helped as well. This is all just about what do utilizing you, energy. Huh? What do you put in the green energy drinks? Is that your own uh, smoothie concoction or are you purchasing these drinks? No, I'm just getting the powder. I don't have time for that. Oh. Well, I, pro- I do have time for it. I just can't be fucked to learn what to put in it. But the, the whole thing is it's a powder with 200 different essential ingredients. So I have that first thing in the morning. But again, it's... The, the whole thing about this, Neil, you would definitely identify with this for sure. When you instill these habits, once they're part of your routine, if they're gone, that's when you feel it. Once, oh, yeah. Once you're just doing it, it feels normal. But you really notice if you've done that, have you? Have you done the thing where you wake up? And then just go, ah, fuck it, I'll look at my phone. And then not go on for a walk. Yeah, and Fucks you're your catching up, up for the rest of the day. It really uh, does. Um, what was I going to say? Once something, once you try to get into a good habit, right, it, it starts off like a chore. It feels like work. Uh, but eventually you start to get addicted to the chemical hit after finishing whatever chore it is that you're doing. So um, working out is, is hard. It's not easy. But you start to get addicted to how you feel after the workout. And when I say addicted, it's not some kind of drug-like compulsion, but I, I need that feeling. I feel really good after I've had a good workout. Uh, and now I think I'm in a good place where reading in the morning – has started to feel like that. 
I think I was talking about this last year where I wanted to, I wanted to make daily re- reading like daily exercise. And it did feel like a chore for a long time. But now I'm actually not doing, I, I do the walk a bit later. I'll wake up and I, I read for an hour and make notes and I've learned something for the day. So that is a great feeling. Another good tip is to actually give yourselves reward, give yourself reward mechanisms um, to actually do these tasks. So I'll eat after I've read for an hour. I won't have breakfast until I've read for that one hour. And then the breakfast feels better. feels like a reward. Yeah. It's It's not, it's not a way to wake up. It's a treat. Uh, similarly, I won't have lunch until I've actually done a workout. It's just simple things like that. That just gener- that will just actually train your brain. It's, 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 it's behaviorism. You're giving yourself reward, reward mechanisms for positive actions. Uh, so I wouldn't wake up and immediately have breakfast. I have a coffee or something, but do something, even if it's just five minutes of, like you said, a, a woman workout or stretching or just just something positive to start off the day and then have your breakfast or um even even before a coffee if you want to do that uh but try and have a reward for something that you find is an arduous task and then it doesn't become so arduous there's something that really adds to that when my girlfriend was a consultant oh i can't believe i've never even thought about this before but there was like a top consultant there in terms of, I don't know what the efficiency metric was, but he was always winning. Mm. And someone finally cracked the code as to how productive this guy was. It was exactly what you were saying. He was using tea every half hour when he, when he had done it, uh, when he'd done a little, uh, when he'd done a task that he was supposed to do, he would reward himself by going to get a tea. So it doesn't even have to be when Neil is saying reward, you always think something really massive in your head, like buying a car. It actually could be something as small as this. If you mildly enjoy drinking tea, you make that your little reward mechanism. It doesn't matter. It's just something. It's like with a dog, like a schmacko this big. It's not a cake. Mm. Now, if you are picking up bad habits in in lockdown, uh, at least if you if you don't think you can get rid of them right now, at least use them as some kind of reward mechanism. So, if you're watching porn, which I'm sure a lot of people are, yeah. um, at least do it after you've done some sort of work or exercise for the day, and then at 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 least then it's okay. Here's a reward for having done the hard work. Yeah, what about this? How's this is a nice little concise rule for the reward? If it's something you use to distract yourself, make it the reward. Oh, yeah, yeah. I've done that with a phone and it has worked wonders. Yeah, you did that. Yeah, like I said, I won't. Um, I've been waking up at 6.30 the last two, three weeks, actually, and then... Uh, read for an hour and I'll do like a little workout and then I'll read for another hour and then I have a smoothie and then I do another workout and then I do like a proper workout. Then I come back, have a brunch or whatever you want to call it. And that's when I'll um, open my phone 
and watch YouTube for a while. And so that's just my reward for having done all those tasks in the morning. I'm more productive now when I'm not, this is making me question whether I even want to be a comedian, man. Like I'm more productive now than when I am doing shows because look, I love, I'm always going to do comedy, but man, it really throws out your routine. When you have one show that goes to 10, 10, 30, 11, especially if you're traveling, fuck, it really throws it off. But yeah, and as we said before, after that, it is. I just want to drink a beer and watch really shit TV on 10 Boss or whatever it's called now. 10 Peach. 10 Peach. What is it? Seven Flicks. What the fuck do they do? Who's like the head of content for those obscure channels? Some 30 year old LinkedIn. that's not that hot, but the CEO has fun. <laughs> it's it's a meritocracy like channel seven and seven two that's a meritocracy seven flicks now you gotta fuck your way to get that shot (laughs) (laughs) yes maybe those maybe those channels sex favors as as like the Me Too movement was uh, heating up, the um, the CEOs were like, "Fuck, we still want to get away with this behavior, but we've got to make it a very fair meritocracy." Now, all right, let's just have this weird department that no one really looks into, where someone can become the, head, <laughs> the CEO of seven seven flicks. Yeah, yeah. it's believable enough that a young-ish woman could be the head of that. Nine life. <laughs> Yeah, nine, nine go. That has to be surely. How hard is it to 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 program in Dukes of Hazard? It's like, <laughs> yeah, what rerun is it today? Yeah, I know. It's <laughs> they would have that surely. They would just have their own little Netflix board surely. That it's just yeah. these are the things we have rights to. Uh, yeah, we'll put that one in for Saturday. That's definitely the the job that someone on the board gave one of their problem children. The kid that's just always fucking up. All right, look, it, it's a little bit of responsibility, but it's not too much responsibility. You know, if the ratings of nine go fall by 50%, no one's going to care. But it's still a big TV channel. That's where you're really winning in the corporate world. You just got that nice, I'm guessing, half a million a year, cushy salary, but no real responsibility. Like no one, No one really cares how well you perform. Oh, all the satellite programs that they've diversified into so that they can tell advertisers, yeah, if you buy this package, you'll be seen on 20 different platforms. If you're one of those 20 <laughs> platforms, God damn, you are doing well. Doesn't that feel good Like to know that we are outrating a TV channel? I assume we are. I can't imagine 9Go. is. <laughs> I looked at the ratings the other day, actually, because I was looking at this... Um, just one a comedy show that's just come out. Oh, this kind of variety show that's just come out. And oh, yeah. if you look at Foxtel, well, my videos not well. My TikToks do, uh, but your videos easily outrate the highest rating Foxtel shows, like mm. your Sky News and your Paul Murray's. They're getting eighty one thousand viewers, mm. and you're getting double that. Mm. Um, and if if you're looking at my TikToks, they're getting triple, quadruple that. And these are these are TV channels with an entire machine behind them. 
there's an entire system behind them and they still can't even beat some random some some weirdos making videos in their apartment that's sad that's that's just really sad but you know what else the more you look into it it's kind of like yeah you can have this massive machine behind you but you're still just a guy in front of a camera like we are you know i was always thinking that when i found out that say conan had 200 (laughs) staff i thought what the fuck do they do he just gets up and talks yeah i can do that yeah what are the other 200 people Well, it's they give, the market like, what has makes adapted. Makeup. It's like, what, your face looks a little bit better than ours. Not even because you're <laughs> like don't double have, the age. They don't have the wet look. <laughs> they don't have the wet look. Um, yeah, they, don't, they can't unlock that. They got too comfortable. Before the internet, they were way too comfortable. Their ratings continue to grow, I'm, I'm assuming. So they could just afford to bring in all these extra staff to just, you know, just iron out every little crease. Oh look, he, he, this makeup person is having to do a bit too much work. Let's hire another makeup person. Let's have an entire makeup set department. And now all of that is just excess fat, and Amazing. eventually they'll have to trim all those costs so much that they'll basically be a YouTuber. They'll have a bare bone staff of five people. Meanwhile, people online will be expanding to become medium sized media companies probably with staff of five to six people as well. So they might meet in the middle. In another 10 years, there may not even be TV as we know it. It'll just be small media companies posting online content and and some of them doing sport. Some of them doing sport. It is true, isn't it? I think. I think so too. In fact, what you're saying, in terms of the prediction, that's happening now. Yeah. It is kind of strange. It is meeting at equilibrium. They're going down in <laughs> yeah. numbers. They're not going anywhere, though. Like, But it's just, it's the same thing. Like, You look at Conan's YouTube numbers. They're good. They're good YouTube numbers, but not 200 staff good. No, for that, you need someone mm. paying a million dollars for a fucking one-ton Rodeo ad. You can't get that off ad Yeah, yeah. No. I I heard Ben Shapiro has about, um, I don't know if he has 200, but he definitely has a lot of staff. I think he was doing a podcast with Joe Rogan and uh, Joe, I think, has a very small (laughs) staff. He's He's got Jamie and then he's got, I think, only two other people. Whereas Ben Shapiro from, from, if I remember correctly, had quite a large style. I, I suppose like the Daily Wire does a lot of other things. It's now he produced a film, selling a lot of merch. He's doing all sorts of things. So um, he's obviously the well, makes sense. He's the capitalist. He's he's trying to expand as much as possible. What does that staff do apart from uh, move merch? Is it mostly that? Is it mostly just logistics, like a teeny Amazon that just has daily wire mugs? I don't know. I think think all those other people are part of that network, Uh, like that bold guy. And then then, uh, there's 
No, what's his name? Andrew Clavin, Michael Knowles, that those two. Oh yeah, I Knowles. think Candace Owens is now part of the network. It's it's weird. Is it's he? um, yeah, I think uh, it doesn't make sense because you know how like Kyle Kalinsky was also part of the Young Turks network. I mean, what advantage to them is it being part of that network? I mean, maybe when you're starting out, it would help you gain some level of notoriety, but the ease of access to uh the internet means that you don't need to appease any um middleman or powers that be you can just if you have an iphone you can be a media personality so i don't understand that but i'm sure there's some um there, there must be a benefit to everyone involved there uh yeah anyway Maybe not. Maybe there is just, Weird. I know a bunch of people that still haven't figured out the ruse that are our age, that are in our industry, and it still hasn't dawned on them that they don't need the middlemen that are sapping them dry. I think maybe a, a lot of the time people just have this thing of, hey, you're in the same network as Ben Shapiro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's all well and good, but here's what you don't understand. You're not Ben Shapiro. So who cares? <laughs> I, don't yeah. I don't know. Like, yeah, they're all a bit. I, think yeah, a I don't know if are... they even have any different views. I'm pretty sure they all just say the same things, but they they look different. I don't think they ever disagree on anything. I don't know. If if anyone is a is a you know a, a fervent follower of, of the Daily Wire, tell me does does Andrew Clavin, Michael Knowles, and, and Ben Shapiro actually have any points of disagreement? <laughs> because otherwise, what's the point? <laughs> I know, like, Carl Carl Kulinski, because now there's that whole war going on between Carl Kulinski and Jimmy Dore and, um, and the Young Turks as well, and then Aaron Marte. So they all actually do have slightly different um, perceptions of the world. But I don't, at least from what I've seen, which is granted is, is a limited amount, they all just seem to be espousing the exact same Ben Shapiro talking points. I think he's just paid people to say what he says, but <laughs> on a at a different time. What? So just because he can't be on camera 24 hours a day, just make sure someone's saying it at some point. Yeah. Wow. I mean, look. What a machine. It's basically a, it's a, cable, it's a cable outlet then, isn't it? Isn't it? I don't know. He's, he's look... Perhaps that's what he's going I'm gonna, for. What's his net worth? No, it's don't, Neil. They're never the same. It'll be like Ben Shapiro's net worth, $500,000. Um, 20 to 25 million. Yeah, See, I reckon that that's a lie. I don't think fair. that that's anywhere close. He's got numerous best-selling books. He's constantly on Fox News. He's constantly True. like selling fucking merch. He gets millions and millions of views for everything that he uploads. There's no chance that he's on 25 mil. Like there's, there's Instagram influencers that are on 25 mil and their only product is their ass. Well, that's a, you know, that's a great asset. It is, dude, it is a great asset. That's very, like, Imagine well, the numbers don't lie. $25 million for having a slightly better lump. Than, uh, that, that is <laughs> absurd, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> 
It's not like a house, though. That's a, that's a depreciating asset, you know. Yeah, you don't want to invest true. in that. True. Speaking of which, actually, I may be looking for another uh, an extra editor. Um, being in lockdown, I'm thinking about different types of content I can produce, and I've got some grand ideas of uh, things I want to do over the next couple of months. So uh, if you are interested, if you have editing skills, expertise, and maybe a bit of graphic design as well, uh, send me an email, neil.business at outlook.com. Put editor or something like that in the in the subject. Otherwise, I probably won't read it. <laughs> um, get a lot of emails. But if you are interested, yeah, um, feel free to pop me an email. Yeah, well... Just a little thing for Neil, though. Send Neil some of your work. Show him what you're capable of. Wow him. Doesn't hurt. Doesn't well, hurt. Well, if you if you listen to this podcast, you're you're capable enough. All right. Yeah, you've got the skills. You know that if you put in effort in life, you will be rewarded. Yeah, you you give yourself rewards. You watch porn after you work out. Yeah, yeah. Productive. <laughs> well, what else do you need? You're a really, hustler. you've cracked the code, haven't you? <laughs> do something <laughs> and else, then man. have a way. God, you have found the ultimate motivator in life, I reckon. If I knew that when I was 20, well, I would be so much more successful now, I reckon. Well, yeah, that's we we do everything for sex, don't we? To try yeah, and procreate, it's a bit sad, isn't it? To maximize those chances, that's the subconscious drive. So you're doing it anyway. God, it's how much do, does whatever is inside you want to spread its seed? It's, in, it's phenomenal, isn't it? The fact that it is kind of organizing your entire life around giving you the best opportunity to do that. The only motivator. Mm. And for what? Mm-hmm. Like no 15 minutes of your life. That most of the will. time when you do it, you're like, yeah, that was all right. You are on a, <laughs> on a, <laughs> you're on a fatalistic path. To just attempt to repopulate the entire world. That's uh, and we're not in control of that. You know yeah, that there weird. was kings in Egypt and the Aztec Empire that had a harem of five thousand women, ten thousand. Where did they get them from? Just conquered know. territories. Maybe they're all conquered concubines, but they might have even just been. Five thousand. I don't know, but apparently a big part of the queen's job was to schedule that king having sex with all these women that many he would never meet. So now it's just like. And they didn't have contraception then, so what were they? Were they all getting pregnant? Yeah, that was the whole point. Just and to make what sure that his seed definitely never got wiped out. And then what happened to the babies? It's creating a pretty inbred society. But uh, 
do they become soldiers or something? I don't know. I don't know. I just know that there is no other way that they would have been organizing that big of a harem. There's no way that that would just be for pleasure. I I can guarantee you this, Neil. Out of those 5,000, there's probably going to be a few that are ugly. Probably. Like, there's no way that you are having sex with 5,000 women and some of them aren't going to be shockers. So you're not doing it for pleasure. uh, (laughs) Yeah, but after about... (laughs) It's, forget 5,000, after about 50, you're just doing it for the numbers then. <laughs> I know. You're just trying to get some stats on the board. <laughs> Especially like you could just rotate that for a long time, you'd be very happy. And then when it's boring, I've got news for you, just substitute some of those out. You don't need to have like that big of a rotation. Because what is 5,000? Like, let's be real. Huh? That's too like if you could if you're banging two a day, what maybe three even that look that'll run Such out. I, I reckon two a day. So two a day. That's say you do three fifty a year. You got to take a couple of days off. Let's round it up. So that's um so sorry you're banging three fifty days a year. So you got seven hundred a year. Well, five thousand divided by seven hundred is what seven. Seven and a bit years. Well, I guess that's possible. So it takes you seven and a bit years to just like just have sex with them all once, and there's no guarantee they're going to get pregnant each of those times. In fact, it's likely probably most of the time there won't be any conception occurring. Although then again, I'm sure kings back then were extremely fertile. But that's like a lifetime of... um, just banging. What do they even do as the king other than that? If that's true, if they're 5,000 in a harem. Because that's the whole... Like, like, that's just excessive. It's, I know. It's so much. And I think that I read that the 5,000, there was, there was 10,000 ones as well. So that's a 14-year rotation. People probably only lived until 40. You probably only started when you were like 16, maybe. In fact, you probably would have ascended to being king in your 30s. So you probably had like a 10-year streak. <laughs> it, it's just, yeah, there would have been leftovers. Holy shit. What the fuck? And where did they all live, all 5,000? Did they just live in one big concubine Yeah, maybe. Area maybe they just lived in a huge in ancient matrix battery. Just like and really- were they friends with each other? What no, like do? a city of concubines. <laughs> yeah, it's an entire township of concubines. Isn't that nuts? And like only the king. Was it only for the king? Or was it something for like the ruling class? This was like the... I'm sure know, they must have done the... stuff on the side. You couldn't not. You couldn't just wait your entire life to have sex with the king <laughs> once and then just go back. <laughs> I don't know what happens after that. I mean, if you get good benefits, if you get a good pension, if you get a, a decent bit of welfare, why not? That's not yeah. bad. Actually, that's a pretty good life. You're just sitting there doing you, – you can do whatever you want. And like once every five years, all right, come on, fuck the king. That's pretty good. That's, yeah, not that's bad. a good job. Not bad. Don't have to do anything. But I think it's just ancient world benefits, which is you get a cement hole – that you can sleep in and grain. But still, as you were saying, that's kind of like having, you know, like a, a bureaucrat's pension now. 
It's in the Asian world. There just wouldn't have been that many things to buy. Tables, quidenses, which I assume are a type of table. I don't even know what those are, but there would have just been what are the goods? Furniture, jewelry, food. Opium. Some places. I don't think there was in Egypt or Aztec, but it was China, right? Yeah. So there's nothing to do. Yeah, well, yeah. It's yeah. just like it's just such just a, a lot testament of to uh like how desperate human beings are to just like spread gene like the, the entire society must have just been organized around so somehow they figured out a way to make an entire society spread on one guy's genes. Like it seems yeah, like, like say- all orchestrated just for that. It's like they do say this, we're all basically interrelated to so you know we're cousins on multiple levels so we're like you know 500th cousin but then we're probably also 1500th cousin there's just a lot of interbreeding at the end of the day there must have been some really know. brutal moments in history where that that inbreeding got very severe for quite a while, I'm imagining mm. as well. Like when there was like a climate change yeah. shift, must have just been like a few people. And then for a few generations after that, everyone would have been like sisters and mums. And oh. Can you imagine how ugly people would have been for a long time? <laughs> <laughs> maybe that's why there was 5,000 because like the, you've got a one in 5,000 shot of finding someone with you know not diagonal teeth ah, I, surely that was the case right do we have any evidence of this but I was thinking about it in the ancient world I don't think there would have been such thing as a hot chick I really think that if we went back in time now and they were just like presenting, you know, I don't know, like the the, the queen of the Gok Turks or whatever, I, I really <laughs> would have been, I, 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 dude, I would have been so unimpressed. Like no, I, I would have been beheaded it's, if it's I all was relative. Rude, but I would just be like, wow, you're very beautiful. Thank you. Bye. And just leave. No, but it would have <laughs> all been relative because – to them, whatever beautiful beauty was just whoever was the most beautiful in their village, or you know, it they wouldn't have seen the Instagram models of today, so they got they can't compare that. Yeah, but so you know, Helga compare, with like we're from five teeth, huh? But yeah, okay, saying, so right? there's not a yeah for our standards. Okay, sure, sure, sure. So if we went back to then and saw the hottest woman on it, like Cleopatra, for instance, right? She's always just sold as the most beautiful woman of the ancient world. I reckon today's standards, she probably would have been like a six. In fact, I'm pretty sure she was short and had a pot belly. That's not even a six now. Yeah, (laughs) because back then it was a a sign of prosperity. Huh? Pot belly. It It was a sign of prosperity to be fat. Um, if you look at the Greek, the ancient Greek sculptures of the the women, they were they were like into for today's standards, they would be called fat. 
But they you know were the goddess, fuck? the beautiful goddesses. Dude, I just watched a documentary about the last country on earth to outlaw slavery. Get ready for this. You know what it was? Guess. Guess when they Guitar. outlawed slavery. No. Uh, 1992. 2007. Which country was it? <laughs> How late is that? <laughs> which, Isn't that nuts? which country was it? Huh? Uh, I which think it's called Mauritania. It? I think that's the name of it. It's um, it's <laughs> desert. It's nothing but sand dunes. It actually. Have you ever read the book Dune? No. Oh man, do yourself a favor. Please put that on your reading list. Everyone else, especially because the movie's about to come out revolutionary book it's just the science fiction version of lord of the rings even though i've never read any other science fiction books i'm i'm not going down that path it's too nerdy but that book just because it's just so famous i read it and and i swear it's halfway through the book you're thinking what's the big deal with this and then you get halfway through and all the names start clicking and then you're like damn this is a really pimp non-lame version of star wars and um like it's and that's where it was like that's where all that's star star wars is just a shit kids version of dune it's an incredible book but um all right yeah yeah no it's like actually one of those literary classic things of you need to read it before you die and then the next one is kind of like why is he having sex with his sister like it doesn't make sense but it does if you're a massive nerd. Like I've been listening to this weedy little Dune. black guy talking about the new Dunes coming out and I've never seen anything more hilarious. The, the Dune trailer came out and he was breaking it down live for an hour and a half and he was convulsing. <laughs> oh, my God. It looks amazing. Like, it was really shrill. <laughs> really excited. <laughs> Why are we watching this? For an hour and a half. Nerd. Huh? What the, what, you, what the fuck? Why are we doing this? I don't know. But like, anyway, the, 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 the fucking... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, sorry. We'll go back to that. It was just like, it's, 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 there's a people there that are kind of... They're these nomads that live in the desert and they're kind of just called freemen and people just leave them to their own devices and they're sort of just an indigenous people that live in the dunes and... No one fucks with them. And it's amazing. In this Mauritania place, those people actually exist. I can't remember what they're called. They're called like the blue people or something. But they've just lived in the desert for thousands of years, living off no water. And they do. They just look dry. They look like mummies. (laughs) They have no water. It's incredible looking at them. But yeah, like that that place just outlawed slavery in two thousand and seven. <laughs> Who are they? And so obviously, slavery is still just a thing. It's just no one says it's slavery anymore, but it still goes on. Yeah, um, maybe they weren't. They didn't actually have slaves. They were just. It was just wishful thinking. You know, one day we will break out of these chains of the desert and build an empire and have our own slaves. So. 
just in case we got to keep it legal. Because it doesn't sound like that country would have the have the wealth to even afford a slave. I don't know how it works like, because the rich people there, that's what I was saying, sorry, the rich people there kind of force feed their women condensed milk was the most disgusting thing I've ever seen in my life. Forcing them to have liters of condensed milk a day just so they're fat. And and what what a what a horrible Jesus Christ like bad for your health way of getting fat. What is condensed milk? Oh You're basically God. just eating whipped cream. Like isn't it just sugared milk? Well that sounds like they've still got slavery because well, that was the elite class. The upper class was <laughs> making their women fat because there's just so few resources there that if you're fat, it's still just like, damn, dad ass. <laughs> it wasn't that. India India used to still have that. My grandmother used to um, say uh, fat people were really attractive because it was a sign of prosperity. If you were fat, it meant you had money. So I'm assuming that's uh, kind of what they're going for there. Whereas uh, now in the West, usually it's the poorest people that are fat. Yeah. Yeah, because they just live off Maccas and just don't have any it's diet. It's the poorest and the richest. Gina Reinhardt and Clive Palmer are giant. And then all the Bogans are also very obese. Well, and everyone in the middle is pretty sporty in this country, I reckon. Sporty. Just the but what's, elite. What's and... the, the ideal body now is just having a really muscly horse ass, right? <laughs> no, nah, you can't just have the you gotta you gotta be in proportion. Yeah, muscle muscle bound is is definitely in. Um, I think for men and for women. Well, women, what's in is like having the muscly ass and and thighs and legs, but then like everything else really skinny, and then having big boobs, which is like I mean, you just got to do leg exercises and nothing else. And you also have to have a lot of surgery. Let's be honest. I don't know anything about weightlifting. Is this true? I've been intensely watching Spaniards' new uploads about fitness. And I've never, I, I'm yeah. sure you know something about it, but I don't know the first thing when it comes to how to get the most out of a workout. But just because he's such an interesting man, I've been watching it to the end and it's been the best part of my YouTube diet over the last couple of weeks. But is it true? What do you want to, yeah. Hmm? Is it true Go on. that most celebrities that look good are juiced? He was basically saying anyone that you see that's just like, theory, yeah, yeah, this is my fitness channel. I'm a, you know, personal like fucking Instagram guy. It's all natural. He's like, man, that's all fucking bullshit. All of them are fucking juiced. You want to see a natural bodybuilder? You look at these cunts. They're like a little bit better than me. And they train all day, cunts. Yeah, um, <laughs> that's the that's the the idea that's definitely popular now. It's just basically anyone who's a fitness instructor or has like a, well, 
the men, um, if they've got, you know, if they've got a profile, Hollywood celebrities who have gained muscle really quickly, especially ones like The Rock and, say, Mark Wahlberg, who are, you know, nearly 50, and they've got no body fat, perfectly jacked. I mean, maybe it's possible with just insane genetics, and I know The Rock works out like crazy, but, you know, it's all the videos I've seen on YouTube of people saying, yeah, it's pretty likely they're all on some kind of steroid ped some kind of performance enhancing drug um right if you gain muscle really quickly and then if you also lose fat really quickly that's it can be done it's just if it happens really quickly people raise eyebrows and then other things like you, you actually can grow boobs if you take steroids so a lot of guys who take steroids will also take estrogen blockers um to prevent the growth of breast tissue and also abnormally large traps and shoulders. So that's this this muscle here up just uh, between the shoulders and the neck. If that muscle gets really big really quickly, it's a lot of people in the industry will say, yeah, steroids. But then again, a lot of people would just be genetic freaks and work out extremely hard. So I, I don't know, but... Um, I'm hearing a lot of people now in the in the fitness world saying, yeah, steroids are just so ubiquitous and more common than anyone really realizes. I've never done it. I've got some friends who have done it, done a few cycles, and you, you can see the difference, man. It, it Look, it works. Um, but do they, but, w- w- when they stop taking mm-hmm. it, do they look fucked or are they okay? Yeah, ca- yeah usually, yeah. Yeah, um, your friend. I, look, I the oh uh, no, actually, they, okay. This is where I don't really know, but when you're on the cycle, it's like it's, it's intense and you look amazing. And then as soon as you go off it, there's often people who say they get they get depressed, and then you just don't have the same energy. Your body's not producing the same testosterone, so um, it's it's likely that the body you built will deteriorate. But that's really not my uh, – I, I, I don't know for sure exactly what happens when you get off steroids. Right. So you From can't what I've heard, look if you at just someone go on like and know that two... they've taken steroids. No, not for sure. But, like, there are signs that can hint at it. But okay. no, you can't know for sure. So if you take steroids, you're not necessarily going to look like a freak. You're not going to look like one of those really scary bodybuilders. No, you still got to work out. You got to. Uh-huh. You can't just take the steroids and not work out. You got to. What happens if you do? Fuck, I don't know. Uh, what probably. Happened? I just I, I actually don't know. I don't know. I don't know why you do it. I don't know why I, you, you do could, it. Either. I think you, you maybe your body will get better because it, you, I know it, it it aids in like muscle recovery and growth as well. So um, maybe you will just get naturally bigger without even working out. But I mean, the whole point of steroids is it just like so it exacerbates the gains and it also gives you a lot more um, energy uh, when you are working out. Also, acne is a big one if. Um, Someone's gotten really big really quickly and then has a lot of acne, especially 
like on the chest and and back. Um, yeah, it's not it's not certain, but so many downsides. Peds. Oh, but here's the question: a, Neil. a do lot you of think that, can, that you would do it. No, I'm, I don't have any inclination to do it. No, when you're like fifty. No, I wouldn't take steroids, but maybe uh, TRT, testosterone replacement therapy. It's not. Hang on, is it the same? Fuck! I really don't. Holy I don't shit! Not what talk if it about. is? Well, yeah. So, so TRT is just meant to be for like old people who've who are low in testosterone. Um, but no, they're not. I don't think they're the same. I don't know. I'm just googling it now. Um, hmm. So yeah, steroids usually includes other things in in addition to um, testosterone. But look, look, someone in the comments will be able to help you out with this one. It's not really... I know a little bit about it, but not my area of expertise. Uh, I know a lot of people... I thought you really got into fitness for a bit. Yeah, I am, but I don't... don't, I've never wanted to take steroids or anything like that. Um, Like, I know Joe takes uh, takes testosterone because he's, like, over 50... I'm sure Sylvester Stallone take. I mean, the guy's like in his seventies and he's still got a really good body, so he's definitely taking something. I'm sure Schwarzenegger. Schwarzenegger actually admitted to taking steroids later on in his life, just because he couldn't maintain the um, the same body otherwise. Although I don't know if he took it early on. Um, I don't know. Again, someone in the community will be able to tell you a lot more about that. I'll tell you, Spanion's so, point was very poignant. He was saying, what just say? look at one of these ones where they like really strictly test for steroids and then look at Mr. Olympia. There's no fucking way they look like that, cuz. If this is the one that they look like naturally, like they're taking shit for sure. And it's true. You look at natural bodybuilders and they do look natural. Yeah. They kind of just look like us. <laughs> they're like really cut. They're not... Like you look at Mr. Olympia and they're monsters. They're not people. Yeah, that that Mr. Olympia, Mr. Universe, and the bodybuilding um, competitions—they look very uh, um. Well, they still work really hard, but I'm sure. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they would be taking stuff, but I don't know because a lot of people get pretty annoyed at that. Because it's they they say oh it's just jealousy and look it is true some people just work extremely hard and also that in conjunction with great genetics you you, you can look like that um, but when you get to that elite level I don't know it seems uh, unlikely to me that they're all natural but who am I to say I wouldn't have a clue. Yeah, it's just a strange period in human history where 
Just half of the male population bit. is just obsessed with like getting jacked and using steroids, and the other half is just are just sitting on the couch all day and Weird, feel like masculinity it? is 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 evil. There's such a dichotomy, isn't there? Are you gonna get into? Are you gonna start lifting, Jordan? No, fuck I'll show no. you. I'll show you all the compound lifts. <laughs> so you've done you've done the whole like scientifically you should be doing shoulders could, and legs on the same day that kind of stuff yeah i could give you like a, a beginner program for sure i wouldn't be as good as a pt but look when you start out it's just mainly the compound stuff and and then like full body exercises so what's your rotation you is it three a, days well, right now I'm doing a four days on one day rest thing, but that's just because of lockdown actually. Um, so I'm doing like, well, because gyms are closed, I'm doing um, all calisthenics and and resistance band stuff. Mm. So I'll do like a lot of pull-ups and um, uh, just like body weight stuff, dips, chin-ups, even just weighted push-ups. Um, I try to like substitute all the exercise I was actually doing at the gym with resistance bands, and they're pretty good. Like you can, you can, um, you know, you can still feel a pretty good burn, and and you can work out outdoors. I'm kind of liking it, and it's free, other than mm. the bands themselves, which was like mm. a pack of them was like thirty bucks. Mm. So I don't know. It's making me actually consider if I even if I maybe just want to keep doing this. No, I'm a big fan of bands. I like it. And I don't like going to the gym. And I also think that there's a psychological pressure when you're supposed to go to the gym that you're always fighting. But when it's in the comfort of your own home, I don't know. It's a, Well, I suppose I've sort of made that my reward throughout the day, which actually to go back to the roundabout at the beginning of this, if you are breaking up your day with small little bouts of exercise – the amount of focus that you are able to produce is phenomenal. I can't go back to it. It's just this constant little alarm bell in your mind. And you can, again, you can feel it. Just like when you wake up and you don't walk first thing in the morning. Now I notice if I've gone, let's say, an hour and a half without doing something. Like your body is just kind of like, hey, I need to move here. And then you go do that. And you know what else? My house, never been cleaner. Your house is always clean though, Neil. So you don't need that. But to anybody who's messy, just substitute one of those little wake up things for just cleaning your house for 10 minutes. In fact, there was a really good study into this where they got cleaning maids and they told a group of cleaning maids that cleaning just cleaning their hair, like while they were doing their cleaning, it would uh, burn calories and they burned 15% more calories than the other control group that they didn't sell anything to. So Wait, if you what? Just, just because count- they, oh, right. Because, because they, they were more incentivized to work harder. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, it is. Cleaning it is can exercise. be. I mean, if you're doing, if you're like scrubbing the bloody bathroom and, you know, it's like that Karate Kid scene. It actually works your arms yeah, a lot true. if you're actually just scrubbing the tiles. <laughs> um, so yeah, it can you, it can literally substitute 
exercise for uh, by cleaning. That's the one thing I just I I, I do it, and I I'm very proud of my uh, cleanliness and organization. But man, I hate cleaning. I hate cleaning. I hate you know just household chores. Never enjoyed it. Um, I enjoy the feeling of having a clean apartment, and that's what gets me through. And it's also just, I think, a necessity for productivity. I don't want to work in a pigsty, but man, that one's actually like a struggle to get through. I'm always getting distracted, looking at the phone, and and it's not like you've been to my apartment. It's it's very small and easy to clean, but for whatever reason, that's just one that I just I do it. But it's one I don't. I haven't sort of mentally figured out a way to to actually either you know have a apt reward for it or just even enjoy it in some way. How often um, are you doing it? But like I said, I'm I'm mainly uh, once a week, but then sometimes uh, midweek I'll do like a mini clean. But like once a week I'll do like a full vacuum, wipe down all the tiles and um, in the bathroom and and you know, big washing and just all the household stuff. Yeah, dude, that's why you're not liking it. Well, because it's once a week. Because you're like chunking it all into one period. And again, it's building up that stress I, of like, oh, fuck, here it comes, this part of the week. And I bet you, I bet you yeah, like but- a few days before that, you're thinking, oh, here it comes. That's true, but I did. There was a period there where I was trying to do like little bits every day, and it didn't. It didn't work. I actually found that even worse because then every day I have that mental annoyance of having to clean. Um, I just feel like it's such a. It's just there's no real reward to it. Like every other thing I'm doing, like working out or reading or just basic YouTube work. There's like a ladder. I'm I'm working towards something, um, and then cleaning. It's just all right. You clean. It gets dirty again. You clean. You're not. You know. It's not a skill that you're trying to perfect. It's not something that you can sort of progress up any sort of ladder. It's a necessity though to to do all of those things to be able to do um, your job and and to just be as effective and productive in every other aspect of your life having a clean workspace and organized environment, I think is a necessity. I know there's things out there that say creative people thrive in messy environments. Well, all right, that's not me. Um, And I don't know anyone who thrives in a messy environment. So um, I do it. I mean, this sounds so like elitist <laughs> cleaning. I hate it, but it's not like I'm not willing to do it or anything. It's just one that I, 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 I just, I just don't like it. There are some people out there who actually just like cleaning. It's it's cathartic for them. Mm. It's um, it's 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 sort of enjoyable. The process of cleaning, not not the result. Again, like I, I love the result, but the the process of cleaning is actually just. It's, it's it's an enjoyable experience. Hey, what about this? Here? Right, Do you have yeah. like a guilty pleasure? Even a vacuum. Uh, Is there like something <laughs> dumb that you like shouldn't? Huh? Uh, what do you mean by guilty pleasure? Like, is there something dumb 
that you shouldn't be watching. Like a little thing. That you like uh, don't really give yourself permission to do because that's always the thing that you – like whenever you're like, for instance, uh, if you're trying to get someone fat to work out, the best thing to do is to just find something that they enjoy doing but they, you know, know they shouldn't be. Playing computer yeah, games with one, for instance, right? Just being like, just get on the exercise bike and have your little fucking Nintendo Switch in front of you and play it then. Distract yourself yeah, from the right. fact that you're doing it. Yeah, I listen to podcasts usually um, while I'm cleaning. And that still doesn't work I for you. Listen to this. Okay, like I, you can't enjoy everything you do in your life. I mean, that's a bit ridiculous. It's just I'm just saying I've never found a way to to figure out how to enjoy it. Every a lot of almost every other thing that I thought was a chore, um, I figured out a way to, you know, mold uh, a narrative around that or or, or a, a reward mechanism around that to better enjoy the process. I just haven't figured that out with cleaning yet. Yeah, that's a pickle, man. I'm sure I will. Yeah, but like, it's it's very it is. Look, I will say it's it's when you when you're in in a nice, clean, spotless apartment. That's that's a very good feeling. So that can kind of get you. That is what makes me do it. And yeah. I suppose, yeah, but that's like, the, the, it's yeah, it's again that like end result thing. And I suppose it just like, it, it eats up willpower, but man. It's the one task great where I actually procrastinate when you're a able lot. To conquer an event and make it so it becomes something in your life that you're excited to do. I think that that's a real yeah, yeah. challenge in life that is very rewarding once you're able to crack it. Oh yeah, actually, a really good example could, of that is exercise. I used to hate it. If I could figure out a way to enjoy cleaning, that would be nice. That would be a good treasure to unlock. Yeah, I think it would be, because that's the thing that I think. Like, I think in life, the thing that stops a lot of people from doing what they're supposed to be doing is the fact that something that is like frivolous is enjoyable to do. And that's why they naturally move towards that. Most people will just naturally move towards whatever feels best for them. So the real Mm. skill in life is to be able to make the things that are going to improve your life, the things that you just naturally move towards because your brain is thinking, oh, yeah, yeah, that's awesome. I like doing that instead of moving towards doing the thing that's bad for you. Um, and like, I think again, that was another one of those moments where my life started to make a real change. It actually started going toward, because before that I was like most other neats, I would just be sitting around playing computer games I'd be like, uh, Mm. you know, eating crap. I remember being like 18. Such a depressing thought. Do you remember this? Like sitting in front of the TV 
during the day, like lunchtime, mm-hmm. and eating like fucking chicken nuggets and chips. Yeah, I look back at the uh, habits when I was a teenager and I cringe really hard. They They were not good, but... I think having gone through that, it, it sort of it makes you value developing good habits a yeah. little more. No, it really and does. I, but... I think our, our generation, like the, the sort of Westerners that grew up middle class or upward from the 90s onwards, it's likely there was a lot of just, you know, horrible food consumption while also consuming horrible TV. It just, that's how much consumption we needed, wasn't it? It was, the junk food wasn't enough. You needed the junk TV with it. Oh, yuck. Um, yeah, oh I'm with you. Oh, my God, that, that's that a really a depressing. Man, did you have cable? Did you have cable as a kid? I had Foxtel up until about year seven or eight. And then I think my parents actually, which was probably a good parenting decision. They, they said, now you're watching it too much. We're getting rid of it. Yeah. Good move. So then I, after that I didn't, but I remember watching it way too much as a 10, 11, 12 year old. Yeah. Okay. So you're into Nickelodeon Mm. and stuff. It was really getting sad. I, I honestly, now that I look back at it, it was such a depressing thought watching the comedy channel in the middle of the day when the comedy channel normally isn't funny at the best of times, but their worst material is it's like just you and people that are permanently unemployed. That's who's watching that. And you're eating chicken nuggets and chips. (laughs) Yep. And it's like a sunny day. That was the more depressing oh, thing. God. Like playing no computer exercise. games potato while chips. it was sunny. Huh? Yeah, I'd eat a lot of potato chips. Um, what what were some other horrible foods that I would eat? Yeah, for whatever reason, potato chips, like those Smiths, fucking chips always get to me. And like chocolate chip biscuits. Um, each week, my parents would get like one sort of tin of chocolate chip biscuits. It was meant to be for the whole family throughout the course of the week. And I just, oh, I just terrorized them over the weekends. And they'd always scold me for it. But like, I just, I don't know. I just kept figuring out a way to do it. it. Yeah. 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 It wasn't good. Yeah. Like, (sighs) Uh, you know what? A good thing I figured out when I moved out was, um, if it's in the fridge, you'll eat it. So just don't even buy bad food because then that forces you to, if you want the bad food, you've got to go and go to the servo and get it, which is at least better than it being easy access for you. Oh, so absolutely. you should always have the rule of like all the food in your house or apartment should be as healthy as uh, reasonably possible. Because then you're feeling, you know, you're stressed, you've been working at home all day, Ah, fuck it, I'll just have a cake. It's just right there in the fridge. Well, no, it's not. So then it makes you, ah, oh, do I really want it? i got to walk all the way to the servo. <laughs> so then you lose, you use your laziness against you. <laughs> and then you think, ah, oh, it's a fuck. It's a five-minute walk. I couldn't be bothered. 
Yeah. That's a, that's a sad middle class life is right now, but that's what you need to do. That is true as well. And you know what? It's again another thing that I would really recommend to anybody who is young. If you notice that you're in that lifestyle, which you I'm guessing if you're listening to this, you're probably not. Probably a little more advanced and good on you. But if you are, if you're one of those people that you can identify some of those chat little 16-year-old habits, uh, you really need to get out of them as quickly as possible because now that I'm thinking about this with Neil, like th- there was some really shameful moments of high school that I sincerely regret because of those shitty habits of like, dude, ah, it, it pains me to this day thinking about it. Just what is it? several is parties where like chicks would ring up drunk being like, hey, commerce party. Like, you know, I don't know. Let's come up with a name. Genevieve likes you. And I'd be like, oh, really? That's mad. I'll talk to them on Monday. And then I wouldn't go and continue to play fucking one person red (laughs) faction. It was fucking pathetic. It's like, honestly, like to this day, it pains me. Dude, sometimes I wake up in the middle of the night and I'm just like, you idiot. It never goes away. uh, Never goes away. Yeah. The the regret, like looking back at, yeah, adolescence and then even – late teens and early 20s, just the missed opportunities that I didn't realize at the time. And I look back now and I'm like, oh my God, she was making it so obvious. What the fuck were you doing? I know. And also just this, I know this is such a like, if Uh, youth knew if age could point, but it really does need to be emphasized. For the love of God, every time you think something like, oh, yeah, I'll do it another time. That's not how women think. Like they're, they're kind of like attracted to you for like six hours. And if you miss that frame, it's gone. Like they, they can just change their mind. It happens. And that's the end. And like, dude, like I, I can guarantee you, like it's one of those things of like, uh, what is it called? Like embarrassment weighs an ounce. Regret weighs a ton. Oh, that's I think a good it, quote. Huh? That's a great quote. Isn't it? It's definitely true. When I look back at the things where I was embarrassed, like I'll cringe and I'll, I'll go, a lot of bombing on stage. But there's always a thing in the back of your mind of, well, at least I learned a lesson. But with regret, there's no lesson. I suppose there's the lesson of, well, I'm not going to do that again. But here's the thing about regret. You know what happens with regret? With embarrassment, you're still in the game. With regret, you're not. And that's the thing. I think when it comes to women, you, you just your, your life moves into a different phase and then that's that. <laughs> you know? It's just those fun little high school parties where you're like, hmm. It's easier to wank and just sit at home and play PlayStation. Can't be fucked. There, there'll be other ones. Yeah. Nah, just go to them. Just go. Yeah. That, like, yeah, if, like if, a if lot I... of the time you just go to those parties and nothing happens, but it's always the ones that you don't go to that something did happen. 
go and then don't watch porn because the look, it's so much easier. If you're a teenage boy, uh, you can have whatever fantasy uh, playing out before your eyes in the palm of your hands. You can be a hero on on PlayStation 5. And real life isn't like that. You're not going to be a hero. You're probably not going to have ridiculous sex with three lesbian schoolgirls or whatever. I'm sure someone's doing that and good on them. But yeah, that's mad for chances you. are you're probably not. Yeah. But by, uh, you know, by giving in to those urges and, and, and just like having that fake experience, you're then so much less inclined to go out and, and search for real life experiences and you lose all motivation. If anything, I feel sorry for some of the younger girls today because all the dudes are probably just at home watching porn or too scared to talk to them. And so they don't, they probably don't even have anyone approaching them. Although they'll always have Indians in the DMs. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> ah, fuck. Same. So, tr- oh, yeah, okay. DMs, it's changed the game. Yeah, but- we're having less sex than ever before. We're the most sexually liberated society uh, in recent history, and sex rates have dropped dramatically. Um, I'm sure with the lockdown, I, I'm guessing that's been exacerbated, although chlamydia rates uh rose sharply in England last year which is funny i think that was just because a lot of people who would otherwise be working in hospitality who were probably just really hot people yeah, were at home on tinder and have an yeah. unprotected sex with each other so well, maybe that's true. maybe that, that's always something that i was always thinking like at university where are all the hot chicks and the answer was they were too dumb to go to university. They were bartenders and shit. So like, and, and everyone was having, I really Oof. regret that. I really regret just thinking, no, I'm going to go on the dot. Like all of my life was so insular, but there's two opportunities, I think, in life to really get laid. And one of them is that kind of shitty job from 18 to 22 I guess, you know, working in hospo, working yeah, in retail, yeah. that's where all the hot chicks are at. And you, you, you miss that as well if you move down the path of success, I suppose. And then I suppose Neil Neil killed it. Neil definitely oh, killed well, it because he lived in the age of Tinder, was single and was a celebrity. So there's there's that payoff, I suppose. But that's that's a very rare... Yes, like convergence but, of fucking good things happening because most people, their version yes. of success is being a doctor, which isn't being yeah, famous, I, is it? No, I was lucky in that regard. But at the same time, the amount of nights I spent drinking way too much more than I should have, uh, thinking I might get laid when I actually didn't. Um, there, there were, But like you said, though, uh, embarrassment is... Not as bad as regret. I can't no, remember what yeah. the exact quote was, but hey, there were definitely a lot of times I was embarrassed. Uh, but hey, you know what? I, I did live that life. I don't think I want to do that anymore, um, but I'm glad I got it out of my system. I don't want to be one of those 40-year-olds in the clubs when they reopen. Eh, I learned my new pickup technique on the weekend. Fuck off. Mm, Get a wife. Yeah, bro. that is a bit sad, isn't it? All right. Well, this has been... 
we're going to wrap this one up now. Um, thanks for listening, guys. Uh, by the way, speaking of good sleep habits, I'm going to do one last shameless plug at the end. Make sure you get this uh, CBD oil by Crush Organics with a K. Can't see it now. It's out of it's out of focus. I think that might be a bit better. Eh, maybe not. There we go. Crush Organics CBD oil. Use the code Neil for forty percent off. And we'll see you next time. Well, I'll just say uh, just before we go with that with that oil. Oh yep. Uh, even though I'm not getting paid for it, like I have heard coincidentally maybe two or three people talking about how revolutionary that shit is. So if you are having problems, check it out because it's not just Neil saying it. There is other people coming really strange at the same time, all saying that it's like a very, very good product. So anyway, yeah. Bro, the reason I, they offered, they just offered it like, they were like, hey, do a story. I wanted to try CBD oil. I'd never had it before. I'd heard good things. And so I said, yeah, all right, whatever. I'll do the story. I'll do the shout out. And then, um, and then I actually started trying it. I was like, oh, wow, this is, this is really good. This is this relieves a lot of tension, helps alleviate anxiety and and stress and all of those things and incredible improvement of sleep, incredible. So I'm not just saying that because they're telling me to say it. And yes, I'm getting getting a bit of money, but look, it's I wouldn't be spruiking it if I didn't like it. So get it, Cross Organics. Use the code Neil. All right, thanks guys. We will uh, we'll see you next time. Bye, guys.